0: Okay. one thing we can do is uh, make sure we're doing everything we can to be in line uh, with the spirit so we can we can hear the spirit when it says run for your life. Anyway, um, one of the things that just destroys uh, families, destroys people um, is pornography. Pornography is... We're exposed to pornography like nobody's business. Pornography, our children and our grandchildren, it is so easy to access this stuff right now. If you or someone in your family is has a problem with pornography, please take action now. Get Covenant Eyes accountability software free for 30 days. Vis- visit coveyes.com. Try it for free for 30 days. coveyescom slash Glenn. somebody um, somebody came to the house and noticed that i uh, was flying a 48 star flag world war ii flag and they said you're such an old soul you just love history so much and i said no i fly that because i don't recognize new york or california and i think we should get serious about that i'm gonna lay out a pretty strong case for it in 60 seconds so, do you remember when it started? I mean, the pain. The pain. It was something that happened to you uh, quickly? Like, I fell out of a, a two-story, uh, uh, out of a second-story window remodeling my house. And then laid on the the, uh, the driveway for about 30 minutes before I could move. Uh, that was the beginning of my back pain. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then everything else just kind of like, all of a sudden you're like, ow, 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 ow. If you've experienced any of this, may I suggest Relief Factor. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. 1995, three-week quick start. Try it. Developed just for you. ReliefFactor.com, 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Well, welcome back to Stu, who is uh, celebrating uh, Columbus Day yesterday. Yes. Did you get all the smallpox blankets out to all the kids and everything? We distributed it to uh, Native American children, yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very, very good. It's the good. charity work we do every yeah, year. Yeah, I know. There's uh, There's a new study out, a new poll out that shows that Columbus is actually more popular than President Biden or Kamala Harris. <laughs> pretty much uh, so. combined. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is pretty nice. Pretty nice. impressive. Uh, go Columbus. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would like to make the case that we move away from California. Okay. And and we don't have to. I mean, sure. Maybe. Call me an extremist. It started out as a 50-star flag. I just took the steam ripper and took all of the stars off uh, for New York and California. Oh, and I'm considering other states. But, um I would like to make the case that we just ignore California from here on out. Two stories. Uh, September 30th, California Energy Commission wrote executives at five oil companies and gas companies demanding answers for sharp price increases at California gas pumps. The uh, letter accused the oil and gas companies of profiteering. And claimed the oil industry owes California's answers for not having provided an adequate and transparent explanation for this price spike. Well, they, um, uh, they answered yesterday in a letter. For Valero, California is the most expensive operating environment in the country. And very hostile regulatory environment for refining. California policymakers have knowingly adopted policies with the expressed intent of eliminating the refinery sector. California requires refiners to pay a very high carbon cap and tax uh, trade fees uh, and be burdened with gasoline with the cost of the low carbon fuel standards. With the backdrop of these policies, not surprisingly, they wrote, California has seen refineries completely close or shut down major units. When you shut down a refinery operation, you limit resilience of the supply chain. What? I think they were speaking slowly in this letter.
1: <laughs> you could picture the
0: person typing you, with one finger
1: angrily yeah. on the keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: ever do this again? Moreover, California is largely isolated from fuel markets of the central and eastern U.S and state regulations mandate a unique blend of gasoline, which makes California the most challenging market to serve. California has also imposed some of the most aggressive and thus expensive and limiting environmental regulatory requirements in the world. California policies have made it difficult to increase refining capacity and have prevented supply projects to lower operating costs of the refineries. Sincerely, Valero. Now, California, the governor, who's right on top of this stuff, he's calling for a special session to address the greed of oil companies. Gas prices are too high. Time to enact a windfall profits tax directly on oil companies that are ripping you off at the pump. And that's only going to make things better. Okay. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but 17 states... Have voluntarily signed up for all of California's nonsense when it comes to emissions. Okay. So anything they do, 17 states, hello, Virginia, your, your uh, legislature just decided, you know what? We're going to just sign up. We don't need to bring this to the people for a vote. We'll just sign up. Here, sign this. It's late at night. And they pushed it through, and now it's law. Anything that California does, you have to do too. Oh, so if California jumps off a bridge, yes, yeah, you're going to jump off the bridge too. Now, let me give you a, let me give you a second story here. The Supreme Court will hear arguments over a California animal cruelty law that would raise the costs of bacon and other pork products nationwide. The case's outcome is important to the nation's $26 billion a year pork industry, But the outcome also could limit states' abilities to pass laws with impact outside their borders. Good! If you want to do that in your state, do that in your state. I don't have to be dragged along with it. Uh, From laws aimed at combating climate change to others intended to regulate prescription drug prices. The case before the court on Tuesday... Oh, my gosh, that's today. California's Proposition 12, which voters passed in 2018. It said pork sold in the state needs to come from pigs whose mothers were raised with at least 24 square feet of space, including the ability to lie down and turn around. The rules um, that rules out confined gestation crates, metal enclosures that are common in the pork industry. Uh, They also say the way the pork market works with cuts of meat from various producers being combined before sale, it is likely all pork would have to meet California standards regardless of where it's sold. That'll cost the industry about $350 million a year. Guess who's going to pay for it? You. Now, I am all for being decent to animals. I don't eat veal because you don't keep an animal in a crate the whole time. I, I have a problem with it. But uh, I don't eat veal. I don't impose my values on everyone else. And I'm sick and tired of California doing this to us. I am sick and tired of... Oh, now I'm going to pay more for bacon. Okay. Oh, and also this involves the uh, meat industry and the egg industry. So we're going to pay more for... Wow, it's almost like California doesn't want us to eat meat or use any kind of animal products. Wow, that's completely weird. Who would have seen that one coming? I can't take it anymore. Why doesn't the pork industry just say, and quite honestly, the oil industry, just go, okay, well, you're on your own. Why don't, seriously why don't we let california just live in its own slop
1: well glenn it's a big market and there's a lot of people there and they would sell a lot of pork products there and they don't want to lose that market so Mm -hmm. and that that does seem to be there to have
0: ham for dinner i don't like ham (laughs) i'm willing to have ham for dinner for a year if you guys just say you know what rest of the country we're tired of California. Well, this and this seems to be an issue that really is bothering
1: big meat producers, right? Yeah. Like, if this were to happen, and mm-hmm. we were just to say, well, we're just going to ignore California. They're going to do what they do. What would likely occur is you'd have uh, some of those big pork manufacturers would probably... You know, try to adopt those standards because California is a big market; it's a big chunk of their yeah, business. Be alone, in but there. you'd have a lot of small producers who would be like, "Well, I'm not doing that. We're going to sell to Iowa and to Texas and to sure. Florida." And so you'd wait wind
0: up- a minute. Are you saying it'll be like a free market system? <laughs> right? Like
1: some people would do it, whoa, some people wouldn't. Whoa! I know. But I mean, I it's interesting the way you you're talking about this because I, t- I think I agree with you. But it, mm-hmm. the the wow, well, write this down. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the coverage of it, sort of presenting it as the right wing position is to uh, take up this aggressive form of the Commerce Clause and um, and go the other way, make it so California is not able to have
0: these standards. Uh, Because it would affect the commerce of other states. Yeah. No, I don't mind if they have those standards. They can have those standards, and I have a right as a pork producer to say not selling to California. Yeah. Screw you guys. Screw you. But California does not have the right to increase the cost of my food, my cost of living. I don't. I don't want California dictating what I do. I don't live in California for a reason. And California is being held up as the model for all of the United States. This is what they want to do to the United States. I don't want to live there.
1: This is in, totally intentional, too. They, they've realized they have enough economic power uh, to yes. change their standards, yes. to enforce it on everybody exactly else. Exactly right. And with 17 states on board, no matter what they do, think of that. about that. If you live in one of these states, you don't have a representative no, you, you don't, don't have, you've outsourced your entire leadership right. to Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: We got what's the list? You don't have the list of 17 states. You said Look Virginia's on there? Virginia's on there. Oh, Virginia's my. on there. I did a podcast with their attorney general, who I love, uh, not their attorney general, their, uh, lieutenant governor. And she was telling me, she said, uh, Glenn, we, we're not California. We don't have that many vehicles. We don't have, you know, it's like, I don't know, 20% of all cars in California. Some I don't, I don't know the number. You'll have to look it up. But a good percentage of cars uh, on the road in California are electric. Not Virginia. And so now they have to adopt the same standards and have the electric vehicles. That's going to throw Virginians, I mean, into an absolute turmoil when this hits. Is anybody standing up about it? Anybody thinking about it? Anybody saying anything? It is time to end the madness. Pork producers, stop doing business with California. I know states make a lot of money on generating their power. What are you doing? Why? The, you are, they want you to be out of the coal business. They are working actively to put you out of business. Why would you generate any power for a, for a state that is imposing regulations on you to put you out of power? Let them feel the full weight of their decisions. Oh, gosh darn it. Oh, you don't like coal? Yeah. Okay. Off. It, it makes no sense. We are enabling them. They're out-of-control alcoholics, and we're serving them drinks. At some point, you got to ask, who's responsible here? I mean, I am not the person that says, hey, the bartender needs to know when somebody's drunk. But if you have somebody on the floor vomiting, and they're completely incapable of walking, and they're like, I, love I think you do have some responsibility. It's time to let the alcoholic hit bottom. Pork producers, say enough. Anybody who's producing energy for California, what the hell is wrong with you? Somebody needs to stand up and say no to California.
1: You have 17 states that that have agreed to a concept where they go out to the bar with the alcoholic and yeah. match them drink for drink.
0: Right. And and the and the guy from Virginia or whatever you know some of these states they're in the bar like I don't want to be in a bar I don't I don't I don't I don't want to I don't, I don't want to roll the drink okay what are we doing stop it okay back in a minute <sighs> all right our uh, sponsor this half hour is real estate agents I trust do you remember when owning your home was wonderful. Crazy dream that catch you up at night with excitement. <laughs> yeah, me too. Remember when selling that first home made you feel like you were going to be crazy rich? Just get the right buyer. Funny how some things can go from fun and exciting to, oh, crap, what? That's when you need a great real estate agent. You need someone from com. These people... Don't work for for me. This is my company. We vet these people six ways to Sunday. We stay on top of them. We don't take just everybody. In fact, we take about a tenth of everybody that uh, um, applies uh, and we spend a lot of time getting to know them, getting to know their practices, making sure that they have the best practices and a great track record. And then we recommend them to you. If you write us and say, hey, I'm selling my house here and I'm moving over here, we'll find the real estate agents in those areas for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. This is gonna come as a shock. Larry Summers, who served as Treasury Secretary under uh, Bill Clinton and later the Director of Economic Council under President Barack Obama, admitted uh, in an interview on Wall Street Week that canceling the Keystone pipeline was probably a mistake. And slowing oil permits and being hostile uh, as a country towards natural gas were errors as well. Well, it's good that they can admit a mistake, you know. Of course, now he has nothing to do with correcting the mistake. So we're not going to correct that mistake. He said... We made a mistake by canceling Keystone Pipeline. We made a mistake by slowing down all kinds of permitting activity. We made a mistake by being hostile as a country to nas- natural gas. We made a mistake in Congress a few weeks ago when we didn't pass the program from Joe Manchin of West Virginia to expand permitting. We crucially need regulatory relief, or we're not going to get renewables online fast. We're not going to get the transmission lines that are necessary for renewables to become a large part of our energy fast. So the real lesson of this is we need a different kind of energy strategy than the one we've had. Oh, you mean like maybe the one we had before the one we have? Maybe that one? We need a strategy that's balanced rather than an unbalanced strategy of total hostility to fossil fuels. And God knows what kind of total strategy of favoring fossil fuels that we've had. Even egregious favoritism towards Saudi Arabia. Trump wasn't favored, playing favorites with Saudi Arabia. He wasn't over there begging for oil. He was putting them out of business. Oh, my gosh. These people. Why do we listen to these people? Seriously. I think if 10 of us could just get together, I think we could sit down and work this out. Don't you? Don't you think we could just get together in a room? We were like, okay, guys. All right. We're going to stop doing that and that and that. We're going to start doing this, this, and this. Okay? Okay. And the biggest thing we're going to do is leave people alone. And I think we could fix this pretty quickly. By the way, Morgan Chase, the CEO, uh, has just come out, <laughs> Jamie Dimon, and said, you know, you can't really talk about the economy without talking about stuff in the future. This is kind of serious stuff. Uh, he said... Um, Indicators are ringing alarm bells right now on runaway inflation. Interest rates are going up more than expected and unknown effects of quantitative tightening and Russia's war in Ukraine. Serious things that I think are likely to push the U.S. and the world. I mean, Europe is already in a recession. Jamie, so are we. And they're likely to put the U.S. in some kind of recession six to nine months from now. His comments came at a time of growing concern about the prospect of economic recession as the Federal Reserve and other central major banks uh, raise interest rates to combat, uh, to combat soaring inflation. Uh, also, the Chicago Federal Reserve president, Charles Evans, said he's feeling apprehensive about the U.S. Central Bank going too far, too fast in its bid to title, tackle high inflation rates. <laughs> Diamond said the Fed waited too long and did too little as in- inflation jumped four decade highs. You know the central bank is clearly just trying to play catch up, and we wish him success. And let's all wish him success, but keep our fingers crossed that they manage to slow down the economy enough so that whatever it is, it's mild and possible. Oh, okay. Let's keep our fingers crossed. You know, nobody's really telling you. Let me let me let me just tell you what's coming. Let me tell you why this matters. The Federal Reserve, to be able to bring inflation down, has got to suck money back in. The way to do that is raising interest rates. When they do that, they're supposed to suck the money in and suck it right into a furnace and burn it. So you don't have all that extra cash flowing around. We have $10 trillion now of cash. That's insanity, insanity. So all this cash is out there. The only way to bring inflation down is to raise interest rates. But when you raise interest rates, what's called liquidity, all the cash that people have, starts to dry up. So you can't invest. You can't hire new people because you don't have the cash. But also if interest rates are too high those people that would invest in things like, I don't know, new oil refineries can't do it. And if they do it and demand destruction comes and suppresses the price of gas and oil then the banks call them up and say you need to put some more down because your oil it's not worth as much as you said it was. They don't have the money, and the whole thing goes kaboom. And if you don't do that, the whole thing goes kaboom! Back program. I'm in a mood today. Look out. Lifelock. I want you to do yourself a favor, grab a mirror, look into it, and say, I just want to steal that person's money. Congratulations. You've just stepped into the head of a cyber criminal. No lifetime movie needed. Yeah, it's that simple. They're after your identity, your money, your good name, everything, unless you get online protection. If you don't have it, they're apt to get it. Everything we do is online. Right now, you can get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock that watches everything that you do online. It's the uh, top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code Back Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back for 25% off. Do it now. LifeLock.com. Join us and watch the
1: world crumble. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glen to save 10 bucks.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, as we near the election, there are a lot of attorney generals that are up for either reelection or a new attorney general. Make sure your attorney general that you are voting for this is probably the most important role uh in your state uh, besides your your governor um, but pay attention to your state elections. We have Ken Paxton uh, as our attorney general. His opponent uh is is close and His opponent is for radical open borders. Um, She has open hostility towards the customs and border protection. Um, She is, (laughs) you know, not necessarily uh, somebody that Texas wants to have as an attorney general. That's suboptimal
1: a, it, it, suboptimal yeah that, that's an interesting way of putting that i would say that yes they're vehemently opposed uh to this and ken paxton who's done a, a good job and has been in the forefront of all of these big lawsuits trying to stop some of the egregious activities by the federal government he's ob- he's an obvious target here now he's had uh he's been battling scandals and such nothing's really come of them but mm-hmm. they've been in the news a lot uh so that's been kind of the the the, the climate here in Texas. And the, the poll, it's been interesting. I mean, it, it seems like Beto O'Rourke, who has received you know, tons and tons and tons of money from across the country, it, that's the one thing he is pretty good at is, is talking Democrats out of their money. Uh, they, they could put it into competitive races or they could give it to Beto O'Rourke. They like to give it to Beto O'Rourke. That's like their thing. And while it's relatively close, I guess you could say, I mean, I think Abbott won mid-double digits last time he mm-hmm. ran. This is probably going to be more like mid to high single digits, but he does seem to be holding a pretty consistent lead in the race. The the attorney general race is closer, though, because of all this coverage.
0: I will tell you (laughs) that I'm pretty sure that if Beto O'Rourke wins in Texas, I'm not living here. <laughs> yes, you will be on the first. Uh, I will be on the first plane out. Because mm-hmm. uh, no. Well,
1: I first of all, it's likely they'd pass a law banning you specifically from living here. So yeah. that so you would have good. no choice. I think good. that would be the first thing
0: Beto did. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, Texas could fall, and te- I don't think Texans really understand that. It's closer. You know. Again, I don't think Abbott is going to lose this race. I don't think, I think so. either. Beto,
1: but I will say. It's closer than you'd hope
0: it would be in an environment Too like this. Close mm-hmm. Too close for comfort. Too close for comfort. We have Ken Paxton on, uh, Texas Attorney General. Welcome, Ken Paxton. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We were just talking about the races and how close they are and uh, how we're going to move if you guys lose. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken, tell me what's going on with your, I mean, how, how is this competitive? with you with somebody who has open border policies that wants to be our attorney general?
2: Well, I think, yeah, I think a, a lot of these races are competitive statewide, but I think particularly the one with uh, my, my opponent, I think people just don't realize what her positions are and how dangerous they are. So she's kind of sliding under the radar screen and people are just voting for her and, uh. or standing for her. They, they have no idea what she believes in
0: so you're you're breaking up. Um, can you tell? Like, what are her policies? Cause she was a lawyer, right? Where, where she, she was
2: representing yeah.
0: um, illegals, was she not?
2: Yeah. So she's an ACLU. What she does is she represents the illegals on the border, people that are human trafficking and smuggling others across the border, and she them off because she believed that we should have completely open borders that these people ought to be allowed to smuggle uh ought to be allowed to cross no matter what their back to this country how
0: how 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 is this happening in texas
2: how is this
0: happening in texas um you have a five percent lead which is about what uh abbott has doesn't he have about an eight percent lead
2: um yeah it's 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 probably it, it you know every poll gives you a different number between a five and eight but look it's it's still, it's not that far from the margin of error in some of these polls, and so it's pretty important that people get out and vote. We're going to have a completely different state if we lose these statewide elections.
0: I just can't believe that it is, is this close. So uh, what is in store for us in the next term on the borders if you are elected? What are you working uh, on look, now?
2: So we we continue to fight the Biden administration. It's unfortunate that we, we had a pretty successful run on the remain in mexico program and the supreme court ended up agreeing after we'd won all the way up to the fifth circuit and thought we had you know the language on our side which said that you're not supposed to let people that come in and claim asylum stay until they're to, until they're hearing unless they're either detained or sent back to their country of origin and somehow the supreme court maneuvered around that but we continue to fight on uh keeping people who are criminals out and believe it or not the biden administration Has tried to uh, relax those rules and allow criminals to cross the border. We try to keep terrorists out. We try to keep, um, we're trying to use Title 42. We still have that in place. So, I mean, as bad as it is, it could be worse. It's hard to believe, but it could be worse and it will be worse if we lose these elections.
0: If Carrie Lake wins in uh, Arizona, do you foresee an ally here with Texas? I mean, she's very strong. I mean, she's probably the strongest at least in her campaign rhetoric,
2: than than anybody. No, I, I, I'm very hopeful. I've, I've met Carrie Lake several years ago, Yeah, and I'm very hopeful that if she wins, we'll have a really strong ally uh, as it relates to the border. If we lose Arizona and Texas, uh, we have nobody on the border fighting against the Biden administration policy. That's even scarier to think about. That's why these elections are so critical to the country, not just to Texas and Arizona, but they're critical to the country. I know.
0: Isn't it, isn't it strange um that in these states like she's only ahead by a couple of points maybe five points w- isn't it odd that the the issues are this big and we're this
2: close no i i don't get it i don't understand how we can have this much trouble in america two years into the biden administration not even two years and and look you look at the border you look at inflation you look at energy prices you look at what's going on internationally Everything's as bad as it can be and in a period of time that was pretty short. So they purposely have done this, these things. And yet some of these elections are close. You'd think that the American people would understand that and, and not want what they're experiencing. Now I'd want to go back to more of what we had under the Trump administration, which is a lot better situation for just about everybody in America.
0: Ken, how can we, uh, how can we help? If somebody is listening and they want to be involved and uh, campaign with you or f- donate to you, what, what, what can we do?
2: Well, we definitely need money. Uh, we I spent a lot of money in the primary, uh, so it'd be nice to have some help now. I'm at kenpaxer.com. You can donate, or you can volunteer to help us get the vote out. We need vote. We need to get the vote out. And if people think that, you know, we've got it, uh, that's exactly when we lose it. So, if yeah. we get our vote out, we can win this thing.
0: So, Ken, have you been watching? You know what's happening at the polls and everything. Are you convinced that we're going to have uh, free and fair elections in Texas?
2: I'm never convinced of that, especially given the the Court of Criminal Appeals striking down my ability to prosecute voter fraud, and I mean the the Attorney General's ability. That was the check on local district attorneys, because local district attorneys in some of these big counties are put in there by Soros, and they're not going to prosecute voter fraud. So I am concerned about it. I think we've got to watch the polls carefully, and we've got to fix this in the next legislative session, or I will predict that we'll lose Texas in the next four to six years. And once we lose it, they will fix the elections uh, in a way that, you know, we'll have bailing ballot ballots going out everywhere and we'll never build the one again.
0: Mm. Ken Paxton, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Have uh, a great day. You bet. Texas, uh, wake up. Wake up. Everybody has to have this marked on their calendar throughout the country. You cannot miss Election Day. Uh, it is way too important. You can uh, read more about um, uh, Ken Paxton. Uh, you follow him on Twitter at Ken Paxton TX, uh, or you can see him at the uh, Texas Attorney General. Gov. What did he say his website was for helping out? You have it, Ken Paxton.com. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up, we are going to talk a little bit about, um, the, uh, the vote and some things that are turning, um, In the Republicans' favor, still very, very close, but some things that are some good, uh, some good things. Also, did you? I'm loving how they're covering this. They're
1: like, you know, the momentum seems to be, we're, 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 I mean, like, they're almost basically saying we're worried the momentum is stopping. Now, of course, as we covered on the show, I never saw the signs of this momentum that they seem to mm-hmm. uh, be envisioning uh, for the ele- for election, but they are now, even the mainstream media is is admitting this is tightening and going against their long-term narrative here, that abortion is going to bring the Democrats across the finish line to a historic victory. Still, you know, look, they could win, it's, especially the Senate is very, very close, But uh, this is this is turning around on them. And I think, you know, you saw J.D. Vance with a solid debate over the weekend.
0: Oh, man, I saw, you know, I saw clips of that and then I read the coverage of it. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It's that we watched two different debates. Yes, that's (laughs) we watched two different
1: debates. That is the media's job right now is to create an alternate universe in which their candidates win.
0: So here's something from the New York magazine. New York magazine just did a sit down interview with John Fetterman. Okay. Mm. Um, he struggles with auditory processing and speaking. Um, and while he was speaking to the New York Magazine, he had difficulty understanding. This, is according to the magazine, a basic. Um, he had difficulty with basic communication, mm. and during the video call, he had to use closed captioning to understand the questions. Reading them in real time in our 50 minute conversation, the reporter wrote, I could see his eyes moving swiftly across the computer screen as he read and responded to my questions in real time, including moments where it was clear Fetterman's vexation um, amplified his communicative challenges. They said uh, he was lucid, animated, and eloquent in the interview. Oh, I'm sure he was. Eloquent. I'm sure yeah. he was eloquent. Yeah. At one point, when we were talking about his work to address crime on gun violence, while Mayor Braddock, Fetterman said, what sounded like a nonsense word. What sounded like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but it sounded like. Mm-hmm. To have an actual demicated, he paused, excuse me, domenicated he paused again, getting frustrated. Yeah. This is the stroke, right? Here. Then he took a breath. Documented. Documented. That's eloquent? Oh
1: wow, what an eloquent word. Again, he wasn't eloquent before this. No. He's just a you know, a big buffoon, you know, he's like a he's like Frankenstein. Right, mean, really. This was, this was well, him before he had a stroke. Like the stroke stuff is really alarming because a you worry about his actual health as a human being, and b if he's going to be in the Senate, you have a guy who's incapable of doing the basic
0: things he needs to do at this job. He needs closed captioning to be able to understand the conversation. I don't hold it against stroke victims, but is this guy capable of being in the Senate? And making decisions, or is right. he going to be in the elevator going, I don't understand what you're saying. Too much, too many people talking around me, and I can't hear you. I don't know. This is not good. No, and he was, he was never
1: going to be a good senator anyway. I mean, and tell me, enlighten me, Fetterman, about all of the things you did to stop gun violence from your mom's basement— As you were mayor of Braddock, uh, population 1,721, tell me all the things you did to
0: stop gun violence there. He got out of his house, his mom's house. Give me a break. And he chased a black guy down because. I know.
1: That's his story.
0: That is his story. That is
1: legitimately. He held an African-American who was innocent at gunpoint. That is his argument. Because
0: (laughs) he saw him running in his neighborhood. He he just saw a black guy running. And he thought, this guy's up to no good. Yeah. That was, this is, this is the enlightened
2: wow.
1: mayor of Braddock yeah. who's going to be uh, the senator from Pennsylvania. Really? Really? I, I, I just can't understand it. Now, I don't know where this is going to happen. I think it's this week we have the debate between Oz and Fetterman, supposedly, <sighs> if he shows up. If Oz uh, can go and, and actually have an opponent in this case, I, will, will Fetterman show up to this? I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, if you were him, if you were his campaign, club. No. Don't You'd come it. up with something. Yeah, don't cope. Don't, I'm don't cope. really concerned. They've got termites. Holy cra- the termites in this guy's house right now? Yeah. You we gotta we gotta stop yeah. 'em. Family and that's the emergency. Only time. You Family know, they gave me this big window. The cable
0: guy was gonna come out and they gave us this window from noon to noon. Yeah. You know, and wow, we just gosh can't do darn it, it. <laughs> I wanna leave, but I've been waiting for this appointment for so long. <laughs> Memories can be a lot like the old game telephone. You pass them on to your kids, they pass them on to theirs. And by the time things get down a generation or two, they start to change. Uh, it's one of the reasons the invention of things like photographs and home movies are so important. Problem, of course, is that those old formats don't hold up forever. Eventually, they fade. Memories that we carry fade right along with them. And then you're just back to the old game of telephone. And then eventually everything is forgotten. You owe it to your family to safeguard these memories. You know, I was just telling a friend, one of the things I love about um, the people of Utah is the people that came over for religious reasons and left the United States because they were being chased and settled there in uh, in the territory of Utah. They make journals and keep diaries And so they know all these fantastic stories from generations past. This is our diary, our our journal. Keep this stuff for your kids, please. For a limited time, Legacy Box is offering a huge discount. Go to LegacyBox.com, buy it it today, take advantage of the exclusive offer, and then send it in when you're ready. Do it now. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. It was on this date 21 years ago, October 2001, it was a month after uh, the World Trade Center, that we started the Crayon Coalition, asking kids to write letters uh, of love and hope to those kids in Afghanistan. Completely forgot about the Crayon Coalition, something really cool that this audience did. And somewhere in Afghanistan, a kid got that letter,
1: and he helped, grew up to help the military. Yeah, uh, which was right, a great right, story. And yeah. until we left him there to die, <laughs> he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait, <laughs> oops, <laughs> sorry, guys." And then they're like, "Wait, the guy who sent us the crayon letters is the guy trying to rescue us? What the hell is going on?" I, I mean, it was nice to get the letter, but can the military help out here?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, you have such a way of wrecking every nice, warwick story. <laughs>
2: The Glenn Back Program.